Come our job at Route 191. This is CamillePod.com, the week in Georgia, in English, coming to you from Moab, Utah, where Edward Abbey, author of the 1975 classic that everybody should read called The Monkey Wrench Gang, was a national park ranger. Today is Thursday, the 3rd of January, 2019. Sorry, we took a break last week, and will this coming week as well. Uh, but there you are. Also, I have a cold, so sorry if I cough. On this date in 1653, the Christian community of Kerala, India, declares that they will not submit to Portuguese domination in the Kunan Cross Oath. 1911, the Chon Kemin earthquake in present-day Kazakhstan killed over 450 people, ruining over 4,500 yurts and destroys the city of Almaty. 1913, the faisal Weissman Agreement is signed by Emir Faisal of the Kingdom of Hejaz in modern, modern Saudi Arabia and Zionist leader Kaim Weizmann. It says that Arabs and Zionists will work together to encourage Jewish immigration to Palestine and they will establish an Arab state and a Jewish one in the region. It will be used by Zionists in the future to say that Arabs approved of the creation of Israel and mirror the cooperation between the government of Israel and the Saudi government today. 1961, stationary low-power reactor number one located in uh, Idaho in the United States undergoes a steam explosion and meltdown, killing three operators. It's the only nuclear accident in the United States to result in immediate fatalities. 1993, the United States President George H.W. Bush and Russian President Boris Yeltsin signed START II, banning the use of multiple uh, interdependently targetable re-entry vehicles, uh, that's MIRVs, on intercontinental ballistic missiles. It never entered into effect. In 2016, the Saudi embassy in Tehran is ransacked after the Saudi government executed a popular Shia cleric, Nimr al-Nimr, and 46 other people. Saudi Arabia then breaks diplomatic relations with Iran, a status that continues to this day. Also in 2016, GRU director Igor Sergun dies suddenly in an unknown location, becoming one of a string of high-profile Russian official deaths. Certainly being head of the GRU is not great for your long-term health prospects. Birthdays are, in 106 BCE, Roman uh, Marcus Tellius Cicero, statesman, orator, and philosopher. 1793, American Lucretia Mott, feminist and anti-slavery activist. In 1892, English fantasy author J.R.R. Tolkien. And in 1905, American Anna Mae Wong, the first Chinese-American actress to gain worldwide renown. I'm your host, Mark Bowen. If you'd like to comment on the form or ask a question, go to tobielpod.com or send us an email at tobielpod, T-B-L-P-O-D, at gmail.com. Also, thank you for the request to find out about the work that uh, Pete Osmani, uh, that uh, Nikush Rudua was doing on uh, Pete Osmani, uh, and a request to find out what will happen to that. Um, we're looking into it, and we'll get back to you. High Council of Justice released a list of 10 Supreme Court nominees on the 24th, a decision that was quickly criticized by two members of the council, NGOs and opposition, public defender Nino Lomjadia and some Otsneba MPs, because the decision-making process was not made transparently. Lomjadia criticized the list, saying that the criteria used for selection were not known and that it is, quote, it is also unclear why none of the candidates were nominated from outside the judiciary, as well as why other judges were not shortlisted for the positions. The fact that two council members are on the nominations list raises questions as well, end quote, significant questions. A group of nine NGOs specifically called out Mikhail Chichanaladze and Georgi Mikwatadze, Dmitry uh, Gvirtishvili, Tamar Alania, Merab 
Gabinashvili and Georgi Kvaladze as being part of a dominant group of judges that has been raising concerns for some time now. High Council members and Supreme Court judge nominee Gvirtsishvili dismissed the allegations, calling them an absolutely groundless smear campaign and a hype induced by biased individuals. Two days after the initial announcement, Parliamentary Speaker Irakli Kobachidze announced that Parliament would postpone Supreme Court appointments until their spring session, taking the criticism into account. Otsneba Member of Parliament Ekebes Selya quit her position as Chair of the Legal Affairs Committee following an inter-Otsneba conflict over the appointment of judges. She called the process very harmful, unjustified, and hasty, said that she quit in order to allow for more transparency and public engagement in the selection of the Supreme Court judges, while also expressing her opposition to any judges who served under Saakashvili. She aided that she added that Bidzina Ivanishvili was apparently in favor of a more open process in which judges could be voted on without pressure. According to media reports, Otsneba MP Vano Zardiashvili and Parliamentary Speaker Kobachidze were responsible for the controversial list, but Beselia refused to put it on the Legal Affairs Committee agenda and waited until Zardiashvili resigned for her resignation so as to avoid making him the acting chair of the committee. Otsneba members of parliament had mixed reactions, either applauding her choice or telling journalists that the resignation had nothing to do with judge appointments. MP Gedevan Popchadze was elected deputy chair, taking Zardiashvili's place, and also the role of acting committee chair. Popchadze says that he will use his position to make the selection of Supreme Court judges transparent and fair, called for the earlier list of judges, and called the earlier list of judges dubious. Another group of Otsneba lawmakers claims that Popchadze's election violated procedural rules. Levan Murusidze, the judge who presided over the controversial Sandro Girvigliani murder case in 2007, was appointed to the Court of Appeals for life this week, along with five other judges. Murusidze was a very controversial choice, opposed by two of the non-judge members of the High Council of Justice Parliamentary appointed um, Nazi Barola uh, Janezashvili and presidentially appointed Anadolidze. John Ezashvili called the choice one of the worst decisions in the history of the Council and said that the Council had accelerated the Court of Appeals appointments because of the failure of the Supreme Court nominations. Dolidze called the move retaliation for Parliament's decision to delay the Supreme Court nominations. On the 27th, the Chief Prosecutor's Office announced that they would open an investigation into election fraud during the presidential runoff elections following an appeal from the United National Movement. They also are specifically looking into the instances of falsification of official electoral documents following the release of several recordings by opposition TV channel Rustaviori showing ballot stuffing and violations of ballot security. Meanwhile, at central, the Central Election Commission Chair Tamar Zhvania was elected to a second five-year term on the 24th with eight votes out of 12. The head of the Civil Society and Democracy Development Center, Vladimir uh, Bojadze, got one vote, while government administration employee Mariam uh, Shelegia uh, received none. All three candidates were nominated by President Salome Zurubashvili after a meeting with local NGOs. The hardest working NGO in the caucus is Transparency International Georgia and the International Society for Fair Elections and Democracy declined to participate in the consultations, calling them pro forma and hasty, and noting that Zurubashvili appeared to have already chosen her nominees. UNM and European Georgia members of the commission declined to participate in the vote, saying that when authorities 
were falsifying elections. The CEC failed not only to react to it, but instead was itself involved in the election fraud. The process is a mere formality, and I decided not to take part in the farce. I will not take part in the voting in sign of protest, and I hope the election of CEC chair by one party without the votes of the opposition will be an alarming signal for the ruling party that there has to be changes in the election election legislation and electoral system. Speaking of election fraud, some Facebook commentators have noted concerns about potential dead souls on Georgia's civil register. One man noted that when his parents went to the gory public service hall to make changes to their registration, they found that their apartment in which they'd lived for a very long time had a mysterious other person legally registered. They inquired about the person who they'd never heard of but were denied any information and told that anybody who provides two witnesses can register in an apartment. Additionally, the real residents of the apartment are paying higher utility fees because of an imaginary third occupant. The writer of the post wonders if the registration was added in relation to the elections, but also notes that the weird situation calls into question the quality of Georgian laws related to property registration. Zurabashvili has also been criticized by for her choice of parliamentary secretary, Dmitry Gabunia, who has represented who represented former NGO head Zviad Devdadiani while he was being investigated for sexual harassment and assault. Women's groups, including the Georgian women's movement, Safadi, and the equality movement, all opposed the nomination, saying that he would be remembered for portraying sexual harassment as the norm. At least one Otsneba MP also said that he wouldn't appoint Gabunia. If given the option, the Georgian Bar Association released a statement supporting Gabunia, saying that his comments were justified in the context of providing his client with the best defense he could. Women's rights groups plan to hold protests against the nomination. Gabunia has threatened to sue anyone who crosses the legal boundary of criticism. Zurabashvili has not responded to the criticism. The Anti-Corruption Agency of the State Security Service filed charges against Levan Shoria, ex-governor of Samagrelo and Zemo Svaneti, for accepting an illegal gift of $10,000 U.S. Shonia was governor of the region between December 2013 and July 2018, accepted the funds through an intermediary. Possible consequences range from 100 hours of community service to two years imprisonment. His lawyer says that he's not guilty and that the money was used for charity. Tbilisi City Court released Shoria on 5,000 Lottie bail. The charges against Shoria come as part of a broader corruption investigation centered on the municipal office of Zugdidi. So far, a former Zugdidi mayor, his deputy, and two municipal officials have been arrested as well on charges including corruption, giving false testimony, and failing to report a crime. District Court of Gurjani sentenced UNM political council member David Kirkitadze to pretrial custody despite a group of 27 opposition MPs offering a personal guarantee in exchange for his release. He is accused of assaulting a police officer during the Inauguration Day protest, which mainly took place in a village outside of Gurjani because the authorities blocked the roads leading to Tel Aviv where the inauguration took place. Opposition politicians were claiming that Kirkitadze is a political prisoner, that he is only being imprisoned because he has defeated Bidzina and Zurabashvili in Rustavi elections. Kirkitadze plans to appeal his detention before the preliminary hearing on his case in February. Otsneba members uh, of Parliament, uh, Speaker Yadakli Kobachidze, have come out in favor of his detention, with Kobachidze adding that it is unacceptable that insults to police officers have increased and that there should be a legal response to those insults. Parliament's considering amendments to the law on national security police 
policy planning and coordination that would create a National Security Council chaired by the Prime Minister. Former National Security Council under the President was disbanded in the new Constitution. The eight-member advisory group will consist of the Prime Minister and the Minister of Defense, Interior, Foreign Affairs, and Finance, Heads of State Security and Intelligence Services, and the Chief of the Armed Forces. The Council, which will also have a policy-neutral Chief of Staff and staff in the Government Administration, will be responsible for national security policy planning and advising the Prime Minister on national security-related decisions. Interior Minister Georgi Gakharia reported to Parliament on the 21st covering the implementation of reforms last year and plans for the new year. He said that the division of police into investigative and operation sections will be completed in 2019. All patrol officers now wear body cameras that by the end of 2019, 700 kilometers of road will be covered by about 5,000 traffic cameras. Benefits and salaries for police would go up in 2019 and that over 200 people were imprisoned following the passage of a bill criminalizing aid to the criminal underworld. MPs questioned him after the report, mostly about the Chorava Street murder case. Zaza Saralidze, the father of one of the boys killed and a protest leader, was in attendance. Other questions inquired about the inauguration day protest, the Machali Kashvili murder case, the illegal and illegal election activity. The hearing lasted seven hours, disappointed opposition MPs who called it a political show and said their questions were not adequately answered. The Otsneb MPs expressed satisfaction with Gakharia's answers and work. Parliament will consider an Alliance of Patriots proposal to ban public wearing of the burqa and the uh, niqab both face-covering garments worn by conservative Muslim women. Mzar Fiziani, the MP who introduced the bill, is known for appearing at far-right rallies in Tbilisi with groups like Georgian March. The proposal was actually written by Zviad Tomaradze, a far-right activist who runs the organization's Georgia's Demographic Society 21. Tomaradze was a member of the group responsible for the section of the new constitution that defines marriages between a man and a woman and has also lobbied for laws against abortion and against insulting religious feelings though presumably he expects to only apply that to only apply to Christians Kvitsiani says that because one cannot be identified while wearing a burqa or a niqab they increase threats from terrorism right if passed the bill will find public uh, public wearers, uh, 500 lari for the first offense, 1,500 for each subsequent one, although the rules will not apply to diplomatic personnel. Most SNAP MPs have said that the bill needs deliberation, but have not endorsed or condemned it, um, while the opposition has criticized it as a violation of basic human rights. Next hearing on the bill is scheduled for the 21st of January. <coughs> Prime Minister Mamuka Bakhtadze and President Zunabashvili gave uh, generic New Year's addresses congratulated everyone, talked about successes in 2018 and plans for 2018. Akhal Gori administration head Philip uh, Khachidov resigned from his position in mid-December, though South Ossetian President Anatoly Bibilov praised his work, promising to find a job for him elsewhere in the administration. Khachidov was known for discriminating against ethnic Georgians in the region, imposing harsh policies on them, including closing the boundary between Akhal Gori and the rest of Georgia from 8 p.m. to 8 a.m. every day. Activists also said he carried out purges of non-Ossetian and Russian speakers at local schools and kindergartens. However, he was apparently asked to step down under pressure from the ruling uh, United Ossetia Party 
not because of his actions towards Georgians. Some believe that he was asked to step down as Bibelov and United Ossetia prepares for the 2019 elections as part of a campaign to increase public goodwill by removing unpopular officials. The Interparliamentary Assembly of Georgia, Moldova, and Ukraine released a joint resolution on the 27th condemning Russia's aggressive actions in the Kerch Strait between Crimea and Russia, where Russian forces fired on and captured three Ukrainian military vessels traveling from the Black Sea to the Sea of Azov in November. In December, the Iranian ambassador to Georgia, Syed Javad Gavam Shahidi, said that the visa-free agreement between the two countries needs to be revised as hundreds of Iranians have been turned away at the border. He said that while relations between the two countries are generally good, the authorities are not implementing the practices agreed to in the 2010 agreement. Statistics from the Interior Ministry show that 434 Iranians were denied entry in November, the highest of any country, followed by 370 Indians and 46 Turks. Iranians are apparently being questioned very thoroughly about return tickets and business in the country. Women have complained about being forced to remove their hijabs, while airlines are requested to leave some seats open on return flights in anticipation of entry denial. The Iranian Investors Union in Georgia responded uh, the December conference planned in Tbilisi saying that the uh, they, they, they have uh, canceled, saying that the Iranian foreign ministry has warned against travel to Georgia um, until these misunderstandings are solved. Keep in mind the recent Bolton visit to, to Tbilisi, which was in order to get Georgia to be as mean as possible to Iran because the Trump administration wants that to happen. Why? Because of four dudes. Mohammed Bin Salman, or MBS, as he's known, the head of Saudi Arabia, Bibi Netanyahu, corrupt prime minister of Israel, of course, Vladimir Putin, and, in the shadows, California uh, pistachio billionaire Stuart Resnick. The European Commission released their second assessment uh, report under the visa suspension mechanism on the 19th of December, saying that Georgia has continued to fulfill visa liberalization benchmarks, but that the country needs to do more to address irregular migration challenges, especially regarding the increase in asylum applications by Georgians in the EU. The report says that in the first half of 2018, there were 9,680 asylum applications, more than double the same period in 2017. Between the end of March 2017, when the visa-free regime came into effect, and September 2018, 291 1,943 Georgians traveled to the EUP visa-free. The report also notes that Germany and France are the top destinations for Georgian asylum seekers, and while Georgia has made progress in collaborating with European governments and implementing relevant laws and information campaigns, these efforts need to be strengthened and continued. The family of Tamerlane Machalikashvili marked the one-year anniversary of his killing by state security services on the 26th with a silent protest in front of Parliament and with demands for a parliamentary inquiry. The representative from Tbilisi's Human Rights Education and Monitoring Center added that nothing has been seen of the prosecutor's office investigation and that the initial collection of evidence was done by state security office employees, leaving doubts about whether material was falsified or destroyed. Machalikashvili, who was 19 when he was killed, was accused of assisting an ISIS-associated group in Georgia and was shot at home during the special operation in the Pankisi Gorge. His family says he was killed in his sleep, while the security service says that he resisted arrest and tried to detonate a hand grenade. His family, especially his father, Malchaz Machalikashvili, has been 
protesting consistently since his death, joined by the father of one of the Chorava Street murder victims. Work has restarted on the Gonio Bridge and Boulevard project on the coast between Batumi and Sarpi, angering local conservationists and scientists. The Asia Development Bank is beginning economic research. Tenders for construction will be announced this year. project aims to connect Gonio to Batumi via bridge across the Chorochi Delta, an important area for migratory birds. The project received funding in 2012, but was stopped because of the need to survey the impact that the project would have on the bird population, but the results of the survey are not widely available if it was ever completed. Local activists are looking for ways to restop the project. Any bright ideas, let us know. Record number of people crossed the Inguri Bridge connecting Abkhazia and Samagrelo on New Year's Eve. The line reached almost the entire one kilometer length of the bridge. Two additional checkpoints were opened to accommodate the demand. One Gali resident told DF. The Democracy Freedom Watch that a number of factors might have contributed to the increase in, uh, in crossings, the d disbursement of IDP allowances, and because Abkhazian passports were voided on the first, making future crossings difficult. The resident said that people were specifically trying to buy as much food as possible with their passports uh, before their passports were voided. <coughs> a report by Energy and Environment Think Tank World Experience for Georgia released in December found that almost 40% of Georgians borrow money to pay their utilities, uh, with about 8% borrowing every month. They argue that the that energy poverty affects a large segment of the Georgian population, as evidenced by the continued use of wood to heat homes, and the fact that most Georgians only heat a small section of their homes in the winter. Utility expenses cost about 12% of the average wage, higher than cost for transportation, clothing, and education. This is despite government subsidies and the fact that some mountainous regions receive free electricity and natural gas. OC Media covered this summer's pension reforms, arguing that a savings-based pension scheme will do very little for most Georgians, which is true. They note that even with the recent 20 lati per month raise, the 200 lati pension is one of the lowest in the world, worth only 18% of the average wage, while the EU average is 58% of wages. For comparison, Turkey's Pension is about 70% of wages. Russia's controversial pension is still higher than Georgia's at 34% of the average wage. The article also notes that the reforms were not followed by any type of public debate or information campaign, as aside from the, two, the 20 lari increase. There, and aside from the 20 lari increase, there are no plans for medium-term increases and a delicate position for the government to be in. In additionally, the savings-based plan is optional for the self-employed, a group that makes up a plurality of the Georgian population at nearly 45%. 83% of those self-employed people are engaged in subsistence agriculture with low profits and thus a very low likelihood of voluntarily enrolling in the new pension plan. They go on to endorse a pay-as-you-go system in which pensions are paid by active workers with the expectation that the next generation will pay for their pensions. OC Media also reviewed a recent report by Human Rights Education Monitoring Center that found that queer people in Georgia are uniquely vulnerable to domestic abuse. They note that legal changes have made improvements for many women, but that they don't take into account the, the unique related situation related to sexual or gender-oriented based violence. Furthermore, queer people are unlikely to reach out to the police as they face insensitivity, discrimination, and some other violence from state institutions, 
Despite this tendency not to report, the prosecutor's office investigated 47 hate crime incidents in 2017 related to gender identity and sexual orientation. Studies suggest that law enforcement be trained in appropriate communication with queer victims, rehabilitation programs for queer victims of violence be created, and that investigators do more to investigate the motives behind attacks so that pre-existing hate crime legislation can actually be put into use. Eurasianet wrote about Georgia's small-time Bitcoin miners, including one guy who uses the excess heat from his servers to grow hydroponic tomatoes. Georgia is the world's second-largest Bitcoin mining country after China, and while the industry is dominated by a few big companies like Bitfury and Beertvi, but there are, uh, there are uh, opportunities for small players to make some cash as well. However, the market is volatile enough that one man who makes a living setting up Bitcoin farms warns his customers to invest in other areas instead, saying that opening up a shawarma shop is a more reliable investment. Eurasianet also documented a journey down Georgia's strategic stream, the Nguri River, which flows between Abkhazia and Samagrelo's Zemosvaneti. Near the top, people live in, on subsistence agriculture and gold mining, which is more profitable after landslides. Further down, they turn to illegal logging, and then the Nguri Dam provides electricity to large segments of the country, including Abkhazia. There are new plans to turn the dam into a tourist site, complete with a zip line from the top. Past the dam, villages have been populated by refugees from Abkhazia before the river reaches the sea near the new deep-sea port project at Anaklia. Eater magazine published a list of Tbilisi's 18 essential restaurants calling Kachelebi the traditional Georgian restaurant most beloved by locals, while also highlighting restaurants like Amra for Abkhazian cuisine, Retro for Ajaruli Khajapuri, and Mapshalia uh, and uh, Alubali for Magrelian food, as well as trendy places like Stamba and Fabrika, um, and the eternal restaurant list residents like Racha and Vino Underground. All this stuff to read is posted on our forum. This week's dive bar number is 2,586, the length in meters of the Batumi cable car. Patara Gallery's exhibition, I Exist When You Are Here, Where You Never Were, I Can Never Be, closes on Thursday the 10th. Check it out while you can in the underpass beneath Tbilisi's Rose Revolution Square. I mean, it's not like we haven't been given you ample notice on this one, so go over there. State Ballet presents The Nutcracker every day from the 8th through the 13th at 2 or 7 p.m., depending on the day. Tbilisi Christmas Village is open at Republic Square through the 14th with live music, a sketchy skating rink, Christmas tree, and all the usual festivities. Jazz singer Nino Katamadze will perform on the 13th at 8 p.m., and she's great. Tatsmina Park will also have a Christmas activity, a uh, set of Christmas activities including Santa and the Kids Zone through the 14th. New independent record label CES Records will present a live show of their first release, Sleepers, Poets, Scientists, a compilation of nine local female artists. Anushka Chedze, Tia Natia Sartania, Katie Aristavi, Dia Bejwashvili, Eto Gelashvili, Tamta Virliani, Ani Zakarishvili, Nazi Chavchavadze, and Natalie TBA Beridze. The show is in Tbilisi at the Chorava Actors House on Leonidze. It begins at 8 p.m. Tbilisi Cub Club Ntkvarze presents a version of Hamlet directed by Gudam Matskhonashvili on the 17th at 9 p.m. The show is a non-traditional presentation in which the audience stands and the action takes place around them. 
Leah Bagrationi's exhibit, a mad tea party, runs at the Tbilisi Historical Museum through the Tbilisi History Museum through the 20th of January. It examines the interaction of randomness, visibility, memory, and clay. Exhibition Red Terror and Georgian Artist is on display through the 1st of March at the Georgian National Museum in Tbilisi. It explores the creativity of artists impacted by Stalin's repressions and the general art trends in Georgia in the 30s and 40s. That's it for this week. My Twitter address is at TXTBUK. That's Tango X-Ray Tango Bravo Uniform Kilo. Our email is tvilpod at gmail.com or post the form on our website, www.tvilpod.com. And we will finish with, from 1978, despite what you'd think, not from Oklahoma but from Texas, and wildly popular in Malawi, this is Don Williams and Living on Tulsa Time. I had no business leaving and nobody 